listening to Nerds on Film with Roxy Nobert, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. So guys, I want to start off with something interesting. Well, at least what I think is interesting. I just got done participating in a 48-hour film festival. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Kind of a new territory How avant-garde. How avant-garde, yeah. Uh, so I was, but I was the actor in it. I was the one actor. of the actors in it. Um, I did. I've got I one did. up on you. I've participated in a 24-hour film festival. <laughs> Hi, Alan. How are you? We shot all on Betamax tapes. Oh. It was spectacular. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> Actually, we shot frame by frame <laughs> on glass and silver nitrate plates. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I hope your mercury poisoning is It was a lot of plentiful. us just standing still, so that way when the frame comes out of glass, we don't look blurry. <laughs> um, it was great. But then we converted it. And, of course, it. I blew all that glass. But, that was all blown. But then, when we, but then when we telescened it, we telescened it to Betamax. Oh, <laughs> scandal. Okay, so anyway. Okay. I brought the around. movie will also be out on, on Viewfinders. <laughs> it, takes about, it takes about 600 of those wheels to see the whole thing. No sound, because sound... Buckle in is, for a long is, ride. It's for the sheep. With a viewfinder. <laughs> oh my God, that's the Can best. Can you imagine like Lord of the Rings on the viewfinder? <laughs> Click. <laughs> There's a rise finger. in carpal tunnel in young children because they're watching Lord of the Rings. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Sprain my finger. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. So, in all seriousness, though, so what I, what happened was I was approached. Well, I offered my services, and then they invited me to be part of the group. Oh, so a couple weeks ago, your services. <laughs> Well, as this an actor, over, yes, that was my going job. Go back to Pornhub community again. I think this is a Pornhub community special. <laughs> listeners, Brian's got I'm a getting long the one. listeners. So, I'm kind of getting the feel that the nerds don't actually care about this. Oh so. no, I, I do. Hear. I, do. I, I want to hear more about it. Dude, but we it's just right to fuck with Brian. You. We're Brian. You forget that we're very immature at times, and when you say I offered my <laughs> at, services, we're thinking times. like. Okay, like, all right. Do you, what's the dirty details? Yeah. Like, How sloppy I basically, I walked in and I said, okay, 50 for one of you, 100 for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's what I said. God That's all we wanted you, you to say. That's um, all we wanted you to say. That's all I wanted you to say. This is I, like... my, Brian, this is why business is so slow. You got to offer some kind of discount. You can't just do 50 bucks across the board. It should be like 85 for the two of them. It's how you get a good upsell. Good upsell. Oh, my so God. Anyway, this is like an episode so of The Deuce. So do you approach them or they approach you? <laughs> Uh, so I approached them and then they invited me to join. Oh. <laughs> It just keeps getting better and better. Um, Where's my sex music? We met at a we met at a pizza place. Oh! Everybody, everybody put their keys in a fishbowl. So we met at a pizza place as to be discreet. This is off to a great exactly. start. Uh, we, none of us used our real names. And <laughs> so if someone calls, you're asking for Juan Diego, and we paid for everything. Brian was cream so. Um, because of the yellowish tint to his ejaculate, that's what his uh, on the swinger circuit. That's he's known just, as Colonel Mustard. That's just disgusting, dude. Um, oh God, I'm gonna barf. Yeah, drink more water, dude. Drink more water. You can stop it if you want. <laughs> You're dehydrated, Brian. So anyway, so in all seriousness, yeah. So, so basically, uh, and you know, we had a pre-production meeting, but at the same time, it was more or less like who's gonna get equipment. 
where are we going to meet for like the day of the announcement and how are we going to just overall run the weekend? That's about as far as we could go because the way it works is, of course, Friday night we got our uh, our details of what we had to include. And then it's... In genre. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I'll explain that in a second. And then it's due at 6.30 p.m. tonight, actually. Oh, shit. And at this time, nerds, we are recording at 5.50. Um, and we're they're well on their way. They actually had a rough cut this morning. Um, they just, they're just doing some cleanup on it right now. And probably I'm assuming they're already, cause they're in San Francisco. And the thing is that is the 48 uh, hour San Francisco film festival. Um, mm. they are just delivering it. They have to deliver it through USB drive to the, um, <clears throat> to the offices. So, uh, the thing was we had to do either spy or fantasy. We had to include a character uh, who, but they also gave their, their, their job as well. So it was either going to be Jordan or mm-hmm. Jada Irvington, if, depending on if you had a guy or a girl, and their job was they were a real estate agent. Oh. Uh, you had to work in a business card as the prop, and then you had to work in the line, why did she leave, mm-hmm. into the the film. Interesting. So we decided yeah. to do, well, Richard decided, actually, well, along with Kamisha, who was the, uh, the director, uh, did a really cool idea where it was Jada Irvington, mm-hmm reading her daughter a bedtime story hence the fantasy element of it but it was actually not we never even saw the bedtime story it was all the characters in the bedtime story in the waiting room in the green room for when we get called on to perform inside the story Uh, basically it's very meta yeah and it was really cool so i played the bard uh vanessa acted in it as well she was a witch richard himself who wrote the script also played a barbarian in it and then uh marissa who was our uh production assistant slash script supervisor slash many many hey, or many hats also Ryan. played jada in the film cool yeah and show some respect she's not a witch she's your wife <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> and i thought you just said i'm not sure you want to be that anymore and after yesterday I'm, she's not sure she wants to be that anymore uh no it was and it was great um we had a little bit of a, of a i mean the fantasy i was hoping they were gonna go with spy because i thought that'd be kind of cool and it was also easier to costume i had to kind of i literally was like texting my friends like does anyone have a doublet because i needed because they needed to do something that looked elizabethan and i actually had a friend who gave me a doublet oh my from god that he kept you in would his... have a friend who had a doublet on hand yeah uh, it was very it's big. also good for eating ritz crackers in bed <laughs> <laughs> all you need is like a seinfeld shakespeare shirt yeah and then i didn't shave shirt. for five days i shaved obviously i'm clean shaved now but mm-hmm. i didn't i shaved for five or didn't shave for five days so that when I got there, I could do whatever look they wanted. So I mm-hmm. shaved down to sideburns and a goatee, and then Vanessa darkened it with some eyeshadow uh, and in her makeup bag. And it actually looked really great on film. Oh, shit. That's yeah. cool. So, um, so, yeah. And so we shot for about nine hours. And we wrapped... Oh. Our stuff got wrapped at about 5 p.m. I think they got done probably around... I want to say they wrapped around eight o'clock last night, and uh, the editor has a rough had a rough cut together this morning, and it was fifteen seconds over the uh, their their allotted maximum time. So they're gonna have to do some cleaning up, and then we'll see what happens from there. So the actual like award ceremony for who wins is gonna be next week. Oh shit! Yeah, cool. that's cool. So yeah, so it's it was actually a really fun process because it's very much. It's guerrilla style filmmaking, and we we did everything indoors because we did the green room concept. So it was one location. It was the kids' mm-hmm. room and that we which we used in Richard's apartment. Hmm. Um, and so we and we used his real three month old son as the one of the babies that because the, the we wrote then that the character Jada has two kids, 
Uh, and then we used a friend of ours uh, who's been wanting, whose daughter's been wanting to get into acting. She <laughs> was used as the daughter for the movie, uh, nice. Claire, and she was great. She was really great. It's so great too because I mean we're starting to see guerrilla style filmmaking come back. I mean we, I mean Rampage just came out, uh, and that was great because <laughs> I feel like gorillas are underutilized in film. Yeah, you're right. And eventually right. they're gonna do King oh. Kong fighting Godzilla, and that's gonna be you know the American version. That's just gonna be amazing. Yeah. Especially after you know that's the that's the follow up to King of Monsters, which is gonna be the next it's one. Gonna that comes be amazing. Out. Millie Bobby so, Brown's in that one. I'm I agree. And then you know it's really it's a bummer because. There was rumors that Coco was going to make a film before she died, and that would be an amazing documentary, the film that we would have seen, you know, all told in sign language. Um, you know. When a gorilla has you by the tits, you listen! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she would have done. She would have, like, grabbed everyone's tits and just, like, moved around on camera. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, so for real, tangent... Uh, did anyone see? Would you be my? Will you be my neighbor? Or won't you be my neighbor? No, not oh, yet. Oh my god! No. Not yet. Mr. Ritt Rogers documentary, so good. Ugly cried for half of it. Um, but they actually show they cut to tons of show footage, tons of his real life, um, and they show a bit where he meets Coco the gorilla. Hmm. And you know, I don't know if many people know this. Coco knew sign language. They taught yeah. her American sign language, so oh. she could. And so. She like when she so first off she like held Mr. Rogers <laughs> like a baby because again six hundred pound gorilla, <laughs> but also at the end she basically says I love you, Aww. I like you make me feel good Aww. is what she said to to Stop Mr. Rogers. Crying, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. And Mr. Rogers got very like emotional. It's like that's a really imagine being in the room with that being room with being room with an animal You'll who you are communicating with. Heart. And that they get it. Early, that was early in Coco learning sign language. Um, and he mixed up, Coco she, mixed up the words for she, murder and love. She. <laughs> she I murder she, you. She, I murder, I murder you. you. Yeah. Coco was a, was a she, she. But okay. She. And she well, was, actually, the thing we don't know about it is that a lot of the time they had to like reinterpret what she was saying because she was a terrible racist. <laughs> I mean, she was throwing out slang. And, and, and inappropriate, you know, vernacular left and right that the ASL coaches were like, oh, God, like, yeah. but the ASL community fucking loved it. This is all you know. She was actually a Crip member. Are you telling me? That, <laughs> are you telling me there's like this sleeper sect of like, of like deaf, of deaf mute clansmen <laughs> who are just like the, they communicate in sign language? The code. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh my God! Throwing up sea signs. This just got yeah. dark real fast. Okay. <laughs> oh my so God. So bad. So bad. Yeah. No kidding. Holy shit. Oh. Anyway. Um. Segue out of that. No, no, no. Um. Well, there was some interesting movie news that happened this week. Sean, you had mentioned that there was something you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, there was something crazy I saw that uh, apparently Ben Affleck and Matt Damon Matt have purchased Damon. the rights to all the information in a news article. About the Monopoly scandal at McDonald's. About they're they're gonna make a movie that I think Affleck's gonna direct and uh, and and Damon's gonna star in. All about how this person at McDonald's rigged the fucking Monopoly uh, the Monopoly promotion for years, paying out all sorts of his friends with all the big prizes like the money and the boats and all that shit. And wait, it's super wait, interesting. wait, wait. Are are you telling me the Monopoly game is rigged? <laughs> are you telling me it's rigged? It was. Oh it was rigged. Oh my god! Does anyone remember? You guys would remember this when it's still Batman stupid. And, when Batman and Robin came out, Taco Bell ran a thing where like you had to like 
get their drinks or their or their food and they had like a very Monopoly-esque game where it's like you rip the thing off of the cup. And I do it's remember like, that. If you yeah. collect like multiple yeah. Bruce Wayne's or Alfred's or Mr. Freeze's yeah. and like if you got X amount of them, you you won something. Oh, Wait, you yeah. also if you got, watch, if like, you got four a, Bruce Wayne's, yeah. Taco Bell killed your parents. There was also a sweepstakes. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. There was also a sweepstakes. <laughs> I actually do remember that there was a concurrent sweepstakes that was going on on uh, TBS. Mm-hmm. That they had to watch every day in a certain after- part of the afternoon for like a, a like a, a drawing where they would mention a character, and if you had the game piece at that time, you could win a walk on role in the next movie. Is what they were doing because remember at that point they were planning for, on Batman <laughs> Five. They were actually pre-producing Batman Five because they thought, oh, this movie is going to be awesome. We're going to make so much not- money. And the door knocks and some little kid opens it and it's just like, hey, you got the four Bruce Wayne's? Like, yeah, where's your parents at? And he's like, <laughs> room. And he just like pulls out a gun and goes like, have you ever seen the devil dance in the moonlight? What? Bang, bang. Dave, all right, Dave actually and I wanted to do a movie about, oh, about this Ryan guy who's like, he's like, I'll teach you to be Batman. You want me to teach you to be Batman? I'll teach you to be a Batman. Okay, great. Where are your parents? Step one. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And I was like, Step two, well, karate. Was, step <laughs> one, shoot a hole in the parents. Step oh, two. God, I'm surrounded. Well, by no, the, the concept was like the kid kept, kept getting beaten up, and all of a sudden this like guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, man, you wanted to learn to defend yourself? I can teach you to be like Batman." He's like, "Oh my God, really?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll teach you everything I know about Batman." And then there's like a quick cut to a title card that's a step one. And you see like, and it cuts back to like him and the parents from with a gun, and just goes bang bang. And it goes step two. Why do I feel like I'm the and one? Just like the kids, just like. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I mixed like, up step Shut up one and, and punch two. me. <laughs> I mixed up step one and two. Step one was supposed to be f- figure out a way that your parents get millions of dollars. Then kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I mixed those up so you can't be Batman now. Now you're just going to be like oh every criminal. Oh my god. Why do I feel like the one girl Sorry. who accidentally walked into the boys' bathroom in middle school oh. on the first day of school? Well, it reminds me of that old joke. Is that the the joke is that you know a guy goes and finds a lamp and he open and he rubs it and a genie pops yeah. out and says look I know most genies do three wishes I ain't like that I got one wish what do you what do you want that's kid? my I did that on the podcast I did that joke oh exactly okay so we've done it on the podcast so never mind so Sean you want to repeat the joke for posterity Brian oh. you were almost there yeah. you finished he it. was like I want to be like Batman so the genie killed his parents oh my god yeah. this is horrible yep. this is off to a horrible start. So, all right, nerds, welcome. Really We're awkward because this episode dying. is actually about uh, biblical movies. Yeah. <laughs> Get a million dollars. Step two, put a hole in the parents. It's Bruce Wayne in a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne in a cow, girl. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brian Moriarty. I guess. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sean Moriarty, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm, Dave Mag- I'm Dave McGuire, and I just killed some kid's parents. Yeah. Guess who's back? Back again. Good. Dave is back. Tell your friends. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not how it goes. It goes... Dun, dun, dun. Shut You're up! You're like, uh-huh. Hey, Brian. Okay. Hey, Brian. Shut up! <laughs> I've created Whoa. a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want shady. I'm chopped liver. <laughs> well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of weed, bitches, and hard liquor. <laughs> I can keep going. Hey, Brian. Okay. Are we doing a karaoke hey, episode Brian. and no one knew? Hey, Brian. Huh. Shut up. <laughs> okay, continue. Can you do it with Sean? That'd be wonderful. 
Because, you know, I think it would might it might be very successful. Why actually. are we here today, everybody? We're here today to talk about a thing called love. Yeah, indeed. I will say this. I came up with this idea. I'm going to take ownership. Yeah. Uh, so if people hate it, they can write hate mail to me. But joke's on you because I never check my email. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh-huh. Uh, Sean, Sean was right because I, 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 I too saw that article and I said to them, uh, wouldn't it be fun if we did an episode where we took articles that actually are in the news and we try to make a movie out of it and how would we do it? Um, case in point, um, I'm just going to railroad dude. this Dive thing. In. Um, there was an article that was posted at uh, LiveScience.com and this is the exact article title. What if Earth... Was turned into a giant us. pile of blueberries. <laughs> and someone <laughs> postulates what it would be like and what would happen to the earth if it turned into a giant pile of blueberries. And I just thought to myself, that would be a hilarious movie if it was A, animated. <laughs> and then I thought like, oh God, like how would, we, how, how, would the, how would I make this into a movie? And I would, if I was a producer or if I was a production or like a studio head, I would hire uh, Roland Emmerich <laughs> like you do what like you do uh i actually hold on in his I first animated film oh God, in his first animated film but it's a disaster movie uh so most of his disaster movies are pretty animated like they're very cartoon like but it's very cheesy. um this was the plot that i came up with and you guys can maybe help me so oh my God. <clears throat> the world is blueberries we're gonna need an awful lot of yogurt <laughs> Um, so I came up with it that a, a scientist spoon. named Jimmy McKenzie. Yes, I made up character names. Jimmy McKen- okay. Who would be played? Who would be played or voiced by Elijah Wood? Oh my God! Uh, wants to prove that he is worth something, and he believes that he'll prove that with his new invention, a machine that creates portals, a way for people to have cleaner air, uh, you know, easier way to travel. In uh, a way to save on our energy crisis, and he's he's going to present it to the president of the United States, played by Dennis Leary. Um, <laughs> Are you in and good for, <laughs> Voiced by Dennis Leary. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Voiced by Dennis oh. Leary, and he wants and he wants to do it because it's one of his campaign promises, and he wants to keep it because his backstory is that he's a father that never could keep his promises to his wife Jennifer Garner mm. and their daughter <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. Grace Moretz. Um, Grace, Moretz. Uh, yeah, she's like forty however, now, though, isn't she? Or is she just really tall now? No. Whatever. She still has a voice that can. Be, she's like whatever. Uh, Kristen Bell has a voice that <laughs> voiced a young girl for you know the Snowman movie. Whatever. The Snowman um, movie. <laughs> Fuck you. But here's Dave. the thing. Uh, what the president doesn't know is in the background, his top Secret Service agent, Agent McCall, has been having an affair with the president's wife. Ah. And he's been wanting to come clean. There's your, there's your subplot. So what happens is, is a blueberry, in, much like in the fly, like when the fly entered the machine and all of a sudden Jeff Goldblum became a fly, a blueberry enters into the portal machine. Oh my God. And it shoots a sky beam, because everybody loves sky beams, and it hits <laughs> it up into the atmosphere, and it slowly starts to deteriorate the world into one giant blueberry, which if you read the article, you can Google it. Basically, like... The gravitational pull would start to squish all the all the blueberries into a jam, but our gravity would then be lessened, and so we'd be feeling like we we we'd, we'd basically be start like floating around in the air. But while all this commotion is happening, the daughter is sucked into a portal, and the president jumps in after her to to, to go save his daughter, and the portal closes, and now it's a story of two factions trying to find each other whilst trying to stop the world. 
uh, from turning into a blueberry, which would eventually kill everybody um, due to overheating and... Um, <laughs> You guys, and lack of pie crust. And the juice would and, just explode out into the solar and system. And lack of pie crust. I think and I you got... You have things where, like, they have to, like, swim through jam, or, like, all of a sudden the, the, the floor that they're on starts to turn into, like, blueberry jam, and, like, they have to, like, trudge through it. I mean, it could be a lot of fun. I, I actually, think it could be a lot of fun. I, if there is not a tsunami is wave of jam coming, I'm not in. No, no, you know, here's how you end it. Here's how you end it. The Earth does turn into a, a big blueberry. The rest of the solar system turns into blueberries. The sun turns into yogurt. And then Elijah Wood wakes up and says, God, that was some strong-ass weed. <laughs> and that's Hi, how you uh, I, I'm just going to put my two cents in here. Hi, hi John Peters. I'm producing this. Um, can, we get, can we get maybe a large blueberry spider or like a blueberry polar bear involved somehow? Oh, my oh why is that? Because John Peters insisted that all that shit. Oh was no! I thought I thought you were gonna be no. like, well, how, do you know anything terrible. about spiders and, and polar bears? No. What do I know? Like, they're the I'm fiercest predators in the I animal kingdom. Cut, I I'm John Peters. I am a street fighting hairdresser who got enough money to eventually produce movies. I don't think right. My brain is broken. Don't try to justify my shit. Just put the fucking tarantula the size of a building again with that fucking polar spider. bear. Oddly enough, a polar bear the size of a tchotchke. <laughs> I want a really small but vicious polar bear made of blueberries. Thank you. I love the idea uh, that it could, like, <laughs> what was it, Brian? We were watching something, and, it, and like, they wanted him to be, uh, they wanted him to say, I'm Batman, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Wasn't no, that, no, that, in was, in, that was in Death of Superman Lives. Yeah, it was, that yeah. was the actual line, and they, Yeah. And then also he proceeded to say, I've been in over 500 street fights. Um, oh, my God. It's like, no, you haven't. Look at your face. It's still pretty well. I mean, and they could get work done, but he doesn't have that palsied look that people with too much Botox have. Yeah. Well. So that's that's my movie. Dave? And, I, I, and I'm calling it. Uh, what did I? I had a stupid title for it. Hold on. Blueberry Tuesday. Blueberry Earth. Blueberry Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> I was calling it Blue World. Blue and then we would have um, that really big electronic song song from the from the uh, from the nineties or early two thousands. Blue da dee da da. I'm blue da ba dee da ba die. Playing. Hi, sorry, uh, John Peters again. Need to say something. <laughs> blue World. Don't love the title. I feel oh, okay. like Blue World, it sounds like the next Spice yeah. Girls album or something. Two water. No, okay, sure okay, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, hi, uh, Peter Griffin, first time film investor. Uh, <laughs> I have a question. Does the lead have to be Elijah Wood? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't have to be. I just. Could it maybe be, I don't know, Pamela Anderson? <laughs> Pamela. <laughs> Pamela. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, seriously, you get a life coach over to her house, sober her up over the course of two days, she's ready to film. <laughs> Remember, guys, it's also animated, so it's just voices. Totally. Yeah, Who's I don't know. I, John, John Peters again, I don't think we can insure her because the hepatitis is starting to take her. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's the animation house? Uh, I'm going to guess this is a Sony. <laughs> this is a Sony one. No, 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 no. This Amblin. is do Wallace and Gromit. It's going to be... <laughs> oh, my God. Stop motion. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, now okay. I really want to see this movie. The blueberry, Gromit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, now the entire voice cast has changed. We're going to get Mel Gibson back and all the people who did uh, Chicken Run. This will be the sequel to Chicken Run, except it won't have chickens. <laughs> this film brought to you by Marie Callender. <laughs> Get a pie Aww, today. I really want pie right now.
Oh my god. I know so I really want fucking pie now. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. All right. Yeah, so what if, hey, hey, I'm not the scientist person who came up with this idea. What if the ending, Dave, like ended like the Men in Black movie ended where you go into like an alternate universe and there's just like big shot of the blueberry actually being part of this assembly line of a blueberry pie factory and the blueberry pie factory is actually the universe and the universe is like more universes of just more pie factories and we're all just living in a pie factory universe oh my god <laughs> that's i'm okay with that i'm okay with that that's some or you find shit. out that like and the aliens from men like in black deranged... are the ones that are working in the pie factory oh my god you can also like tie it with Brian's idea where it's like maybe a really deranged and like strung out version of Elijah Wood and he's like making pies at home and he's like on a trip. Oh, totally on it. He's on just a like trip. completely Absolutely. on a trip. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that one. Exactly. Oh my god. Well, that was a hell of a first treatment of our uh, our prompt for today's episode. <laughs> oh my god. So, who wants to go next? Who's going to follow up? Cuz that's that yeah, next. that's hard to follow. Sean, do you want to follow up on that one? I've got I've got an idea for a horror comedy, uh, and it comes from a story rooted in just utter tragedy. And I'm gonna try to make it funny because I'm dead inside. This is an article from DallasNews.com. The headline reads: Dallas mother whose one-year-old drowned in tub often left girl alone. Relatives told police. So my idea is. Home okay, I'm, I'm sorry I gave this idea. I want out. Where's the, where's the off button? Dave's tapping out. Dave, you no, can't open Pandora's funny. box and then just walk away. Yeah, sorry, You bro. can't do that. You, you didn't think immediately Sean's going to find a dead kid and make fun of it. No. No, I didn't. So, 22-year-old mother. She's a bad mother. She just goes out and parties all the time. And while she's out partying one night in the first act... Her one-year-old drowns in the tub. Now, the one-year-old will come back to life... I wanted to make this a little bit like Chucky because I was like, Chucky's fucked up that this my buddy, they were essentially making it like a my buddy doll was going to come alive and kill people. But nobody's actually done like a child that is the horror slasher without it being too artsy. I mean, look at like the omen. Sure, the kid is kind of killing everybody, but not really. I want this pet cemetery and exact revenge. Yeah, pet cemetery, but not really. Watch that movie. How horribly they had to cut it. This one year old will be CGI, so you can have a because you can't have a one a real one year old doing the fucked up shit that I'm going to be having them do in this movie. First no. thing she's going to do is cut her mom from fucking cunt to sternum, and then wear oh. her, and then wear her as a suit and start killing everybody on their floor in the in the apartment building. Thank you. Wow. That is my time. Wow. I, wow. <clears throat> this is like, did you have a wet dream about this one? No. <laughs> Mine, it wasn't a wet dream. I woke so up with a boner, but it wasn't a wet dream. In comparison. So much less interesting. I have three ideas, and mine are nowhere near as interesting as the two Sean, that I just heard. Is this one directed by Quentin Tarantino? Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who's the guy that directed Blood Rain? And like is hated, Yule Bull or something? Yeah, Yule Bull. Yule Bull. Yule Bull, that guy. Yeah, Yui that piece Bull. of shit. He's directing it. That's going to be his big comeback. Or sorry, his big, I actually made a good movie once. Back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, that's funny. So okay. here, here's... I, I. Oh, what's the title, though? Murder Baby. Murder Baby. Uh, no, that's no. not going to work. Um, Two on the nose. Uh, Mob girl. No, that'll invoke a different image. Uh, uh, 
Mommy's home. <laughs> Mommy's baby's home. back. A baby's baby back. came back. Uh, baby's first murder. Baby's first. Murder. <laughs> oh my god. Water baby. These all sound like grind. Baby's movies. day out killing people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Baby's day out too. The killing fields or something. Baby's day out. Episiotomy. Uh, <laughs> <episiotomy>. <laughs> wow. Baby's day out of her mind. <laughs> killing and the stabbing. Uh. Okay. And the blood and the murder. And the and murder. The blood and the lady. With the lady with the sharp knife. Um, question, Sean. Uh, imagining me as like a studio executive asking questions yes. now. Um, does it have to end in the baby wearing the mother as a suit? <laughs> no, no, Brian. That's how it begins. The first after the, after the, the end of the first act. So first the baby dies. The mom comes home. The baby kills the mom. The baby wears the mom. The baby kills everybody on the floor as the mom. And then you know what? We develop as we go along. I feel that, like this movie is, is sells itself. That sounds like a story. It sounds like a Terrence it, Malick. Uh, how do you, how do you, again, uh, hi, John Peters here. Uh, how do you foresee it ending? Like, Are you, what's your rides, idea of an ending? She rides a giant spider into the sunset <laughs> with her sidekick polar bear. Uh, also, John Peters, uh, question. Are you open to the mother being played by Barbara Streisand <laughs> in her current state? <laughs> we are not making this movie unless Barbara Streisand <laughs> plays the mother. And Elle Fanning plays the baby. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> no, the baby will be CGI and will be voiced by uh, who is the lady that does uh, uh, Harley Quinn's voice in the, anim in the animated. Arlene movie, so. Sorkin. Arlene Sorkin will do the voice because it's the it's got to be bloody, but it's got to be hilarious. Oh my god, I'm thinking. Of What's so more funny than matricide? <laughs> matricide. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I just. This sounds like a Terrence Malick dreamscape. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Dave doesn't even have a. Wow. Is this screenplay by Darren Aronofsky? No, 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 no. We're gonna have some kid write the script. We're gonna do one of those things where like. People bid, they send their scripts in, and we bid kind of like people do with graphic design these days. And whichever script is the best, we'll go with that one, and that way we can pay for it dirt cheap. I'm just a big, I'm a 30,000 foot view kind of guy. I'm just pitching the ideas. <laughs> the script, that'll come later. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. Uh, can I go? Yeah, just, just, yeah, just go. Okay. There better be a child dying and then killing in yours, Brian. No, mine actually are far less exciting and all rely on casting, really. Great. Um, so, um, okay, so let me, let, I, I have three. They're all short pitches, but let me know which one of these sounds more interesting, and then we'll just kind of riff off of it and go from there. How's that sound? Does that sound good? Let's good. Let's do that. So, yes, um, so the first one is. I'm going to have you stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode. Are title. you married to I'm the idea right of pitching this movie? <laughs> And continue. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. Um, okay, so first one is uh, a fun fact that I didn't know, actually, which was that um, during the original Star Wars shooting, uh, Ken Baker and Anthony Daniels, the actors who played R uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, hated each other. Oh! They actually did not get along, and Ken Baker actually thought he w that Anthony Daniels was one of the rudest people he'd ever met. So, um, yeah, so I thought, what a great 
premise for a buddy comedy. Oh God! In which you tell the story. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. It can be. You can. You could take the Star Wars out of it and make it the same concept of two guys as wearing suits in a movie. Two guys, one robot. Yeah, uh, and you cast Peter Dinklage <laughs> and Simon Pegg as oh. the two leads in the movie. Okay. Next. Okay. Okay. So that's that's we'll see that which one. We're gonna develop. That's one. Okay. That's one. That's one. Uh, the I n- wish I knew I could pitch three fucking ideas at once. Go on. Okay. <laughs> well, these are all micro micro pitches. So. And this is called a microaggression. <laughs> Brian, shut up. <laughs> no. Check your microaggressions, bro. <laughs> Continue. No, your microaggressions. You would. You uh, would. Um, number two. This is, comes to no surprise here. Is actually a fun fact that gets that is overlooked in every story about the foundation, the founding of Apple. <laughs> actually, which was that everyone knows. The two co-founders, as you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Was, yeah. But no one ever talks about the fact there was a third co-founder. <laughs> but this is true. Oh, this is gonna go somewhere great. Yeah. I can see it. But this is no. I'm being 100 percent serious. There was a real third founder named Ron Wayne, and in the and he lasted. Next, the f- <laughs> next. Let's hear the third one. No, no, no. no, no hold on. Ron Wayne, Ron Wayne was a co- was the co-founder who only was in with Apple the first year. And he had a 10% stake in the company, and he sold it to Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak for $800. Oh. And what's, oh, my God. Yeah. What fucking sucks is now he lives in some very modest home in, like, Wyoming right now. <laughs> and like Meanwhile, that- Steve Jobs died a billionaire for doing not much, but telling people, this, hey, this invent was- this shit now so we can send it overseas and Chinese people can kill themselves trying to make it. So you know that what, it could though, be Brian? cheap for us white people. I like that premise, and that would make a great Coen Brothers movie. Okay, see. But what's but what's the what's the what's the end game of that one? Like it's the just him like wallowing in his sorrow. No, in the end game is why. What was the conversation that led to this dude saying, "Oh, there's no." Well, actually, it would be fun if there was like a conversation. This would be totally invented if there was a. A follow-up between Waz and Ron after Steve had died. Mm. An imaginary re-meeting of that and Ron being resentful of the fact that he threw away billion, potentially billions of, of dollars. I'd be super yeah. down to see that. That's actually a great premise. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like it could be like a Coen Brothers or even like an Aaron Sorkin like prequel. See, I actually was thinking I was actually thinking jobs. Aaron Sor- Sorkin sequel so that you could bring back Seth Rogen as nice. Steve Wozniak. You intercut a couple shots again at Fast Bender as Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, Queen. So then- and then <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, don't and- ever do that again. Ah, <laughs> off. Okay, but then who would play? Stop who would play Ron, Ron Wayne? Yeah. Someone very. Oh, like see, a fat my Christian gut, Bale? No, my gut. See, well, that would be interesting because he was almost Steve Jobs in that exact movie. Um, but actually, Richard Grieco. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> so Maybe. So if you never showed young Ron Wayne and it was all present Ron Wayne, Richard Jenkins. Oh, <gasps> that's who I would perfect. guess. That's who I would Why? guess. No, that seems like a cop out. People put Roger Richard Jenkins in everything. I feel like his name is on a post-it in every ca- casting director's office, where it's just like, "When in doubt, Richard Jenkins." Well, he plays. But the it's not a wrong doubt, man. though. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Jenkins is gonna play Ariel in the fucking live-action Little Mermaid movie now. <laughs> and you know what? I would pay fucking money to go see a live-action version fine, starring Richard fine. Jenkins. Fine. You know what? You're gonna be a dick about it. <laughs> You gotta be a dick about Anthony Hopkins, and you just use CGI to make him look young in the in, in the uh, the past scenes. 
Should yeah, but you don't have that much right. money. Yeah, this is an, it's an independent art house. You're not going to have that money. So we have to age. We have to Fine. cast a young actor. And we have to age him up. That's okay. Michael Sarah. Uh, oh. actually, him doing serious. Actually, I could see that. Yeah, I could totally see Jesse that. Jesse Eisenberg Ew. plays himself playing Richard. What's his name? Playing playing himself basically. Jesse Eisenberg has one. Jesse note. Eisenberg playing Michael Sarah playing this guy. Ooh. Okay. So that's pitch like number that. two. I still have one more for okay. you. Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. This and this one I have a title. Okay. Oh god. No, it's very the simple. The other two. I'm like the other two. I didn't need titles. This one I needed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with title, and then you understand what was actually going. I'm like on. bracing for impact right now. The 45 minute war. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this is again a real life thing. This is about the is real life Anglo Zanzibar war, where the. Br- no, it's where Britain actually had a, a military conflict with its own colony, the Zanzibar. Oh, yeah. And the entire military conflict, where they, they went like full like force on it, right. lasted between, we don't know the exact time, but it lasted between 38 and 45 minutes. Dude. Interesting. I would have thought it was about and, and, and then, and then, you go and hurt my feelings, Dave. <laughs> and then. So stop. You do it in real time. Ooh. You do the whole oh. thing in real time. You do the lead up. But your movie is only 45 minutes long. Hold on. You do the first act. You do the actual conflict as real time. The, so real 38 to 45 minutes of the conflict, and then you close it out from there. Oh, my God. I put Spielberg all over this. Right? Spielberg. I can just see the movie opening with this song. Zanzibar, Zanzibar, <laughs> Zanzibar is very far. You can't get there in a car. It's too far to Zanzibar. <laughs> Does anybody remember that song? I do. <laughs> it was from some like educational folk singer guy who had albums, and it was like the only tape in our uncle and aunt in Connecticut's car. It was like the, it trooper. was like a folk comedy like song story. Yeah, yeah it was. That was actually yeah, the best about thing. Zanzibar. In Zanzibar, what, yeah. um, sugar so forty-five minute war, or you call it Zanzibar. Either way, because well, most people like what's war, Zanzibar. I think, is, most people don't I think forty-five minute war is a better title. But if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm a guy that has money, I'm buying the second one. You're buying, you're buying Zanzibar. No, I'm buying, I'm buying the steep, like I'm buying the Apple story. The Apple story. Oh, sweet. That's better than than the other two. Okay, cool. Sweet deal. I like this. I mean, I'm buying I think the Zanzibar I would, story. I would buy Peter Dinklage and uh, Simon, Simon Pe- Pegg in another buddy cop, like another buddy movie. Yeah. Like, okay. put them in something else. Okay. Okay, so for <clears throat> me, I would love to cast the um, Michael Peterson murder trial. Not Scott Peterson. Scott Pe- Not to be confused with Scott Peterson. No, Michael Peterson as in The Staircase. Oh, this is the one they did the documentary about, right? Mm -hmm. The wife fell down the stairs. So, my automatic casting choices would be for Michael Peterson, Al Pacino. And then that's for, a cop out. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Then for, no, no, no. You don't say fuck you. We're 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 your potential backers. <laughs> um, you don't say fuck you to me. I say fuck you to you. <laughs> In a very ultimate Joe way. You get one, Brian. You get one. Okay. Um, and then for his lawyer, uh, David Rudolph, I would definitely cast Dustin Hoffman. Oh um, God. And then for the uh, the, the DA. Uh, if you guys have seen, <laughs> if you guys have seen, wait, wait, wait. This one. How about pitch? 
Pitch the story to us first, then we'll cast. I don't care. Do you remember Frida Black? (laughs) (laughs) I really just want to cast fucking Marsha Gay Harden as Frida Black. And for those who have seen it, you guys know that Southern Belle deserves her day in court. She is like my favorite thing about her. What are you talking about her day in court? Marsha Gay Harden has has won two Oscars. Marsha Gay Harden has also had a huge character arc in Law and Order SVU. She has. And I also love the fact that both times she's won the Oscars, she's been pregnant. She's had, yeah, she's given pregnant acceptance speeches. Brian, are you jerking off a ghost? So the whole premise, right, is like there's this whole section of the case where he um, pleads the Alford plea um, instead of going back mm. to prison. And if okay. you guys know about what the Alford plea is, it's basically admitting to guilt, um, but you're not taking any prison time for it. So you're saying that, like, basically, yeah, okay, I'm guilty, but I didn't do it. But then there's this ah, whole the other defense. premise that apparently <laughs> Kathleen Peterson, who I would love to have Diane Keaton play, um, was killed by an owl. That apparently an owl attacked her. Oh, I've heard her. the owl theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want this owl to have its own movie. <laughs> and I want Shit. this owl. Directed by Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Voiced, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Because directed by Wes Anderson. Directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> totally stop motion. Get off the stairs, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way that's the, the title of the movie. Out. Get off the stairs, bitch! <laughs> or just the owl. All right, John Peters. John Peters here. Um, I'm in. Now, however, I think we should do it animated, and Brad Garrett should voice the stairs. <laughs> and Hayden Christensen should it's play like the, the house! It's a mix of, you know, like... Uh, I'm going to make the best of, like, stairs Gone ever. Girl. It's Gone Girl meets the Brave Little Toaster. And Everything Chris- in the house has a voice and a face. Kristen Stewart plays the desk set. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Christensen plays the house. The house? That would be the best house ever. Best house ever. <laughs> no, you know what? Hayden Christensen should have to play the sand outside. Oh. Self-loathing, self-loathing emo sand that says I hate myself because I'm coarse and I get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet and simple. <laughs> Thank you, Orson Welles. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. It's like that. snakes on a plane, but it's owls on the stairs. <laughs> Oh my god. Meets the brave little toaster. (laughs) The brave little staircase. Oh my god. (laughs) And to homage to the brave little toaster, John Lovitz will play the radio because he's not doing much uh, besides, I don't know, gaining weight and tanning too much. (laughs) Exactly. I'm the radio. Thank you. Uh, well, oh my god <laughs> all right let's do it let's uh let's try to wing another one i'm gonna look here on the cyber web for another story improv so we're gonna improv together a, mo- a movie pitch okay i like where this did, where's dave oh i'm gonna search i'm gonna find news from a specific place that's horrible so let's no. say des moines news no don't do that no <laughs> david des moines man faces numerous <laughs> charges after brutal assault eh, that sounds like normal des moines stuff Des Moines police investigating shooting death of 32-year-old. Come on, isn't there any funny oh, shit? Oh, let's go to Florida. Let's go to Florida. 
No, oh, no, I don't want it to be like. If that's the case, we could just make up our own snuff film. So like, we'll five year old it. is gagged <laughs> and then head ripped off by mother. You're like, okay, so it's gonna star this um, one, Christopher oh Walken, Florida man, yeah. caught putting white bodily fluid into coworkers' drink. Police say. See, the movie will be called Florida Man. That's all you need to know. No, they they should already be working on that. Show. Produced by the Onion. It's, a, it's an anime, and you can no, yeah, do yeah, do a uh, an anthology movie. Kind of like the one about the one movie or the ABCs of death. <laughs> it's all short vignettes based on Florida man stories. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So basically you take any, any onion headline that says area man yeah. thinks this, this you change area to Florida. No, but Florida has become ubiquitous with its stories about its people. Yes, and no, crocodiles. There's a, there's a whole there's a whole brand of social accounts called Florida Man, and all they do is share all of the crazy stories that yeah. start with Florida Man blank. Florida Man found with balls in alligator's butthole or something. <laughs> that's what if that's the case, then you need to make a movie about the uh, about the guy who like got high off of bath salts and like went to his neighbor's <laughs> house and like killed like that old couple in their garage <laughs> yeah. and like exactly. ate them because of bath salts. Yeah, just call it Bath Salts. Starring Richard Jenkins. Bath Salts the movie. <laughs> bath Salts Richard the lunchbox. <laughs> bath Salts the flamethrower. <laughs> the kids love this one. The kids love it. It's all going yeah, we'll to start we'll Richard Jenkins. We'll go back to a time when we could market toys to, for R-rated movies to kids. Like, Don't you remember when they like Terminator 2 toys for kids? And they're yeah. like, oh, you could be the Terminator. Be like, here, we just send them a, a thing of Bath Salts for them to eat and eat people. <laughs> oh, my okay, God. here's one. Tangent. Uh, uh, the, this one, I can already tell it'll star Jamie Kennedy. Uh, this one says Florida man arrested for attempted striptease at restaurant. This guy got arrested for an attempted striptease. Oh my God. Please say James Dillon Jordan, 24, of Dunedin, Dunedin, fuckhole, Florida, drunkenly approached the couple <laughs> at Kobe Japanese Steakhouse on August 5th and began taking his clothes off dancing in front of the woman the Tampa Bay Times reported. So, that's not a movie. Um, going on. I've <laughs> actually got a sorry, I'm going to I'm going to take this steering wheel and steer it to uh, make a hard left here. Uh, I've got an idea for a TV show. And it's based entirely off of the uh, the Vancouver Royal Mounted Police's police blotter, Scan BC, and you make oh yeah the ones yeah they do that on on uh, Smodcast exactly all the time. They just read exactly the police blotter from BC and you have Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier write and produce it and it's all sketches already, of all Brian. of the headlines about yes they, they do, do that. that on Smodcast I'm saying you flesh them out into full episodes no. and you make so it they into do a it show on starring Brendan Fraser listen fuckstick. They do it on pod, on on Smodcast. Then they animate the stories and release them on their YouTube page with the audio in the background. With the, the yeah, the, the Smodimations. I'm just saying they could have that. a little bit more Brandon Fraser in all of them. Ooh, I'm yes, but those are all improvised sketches. I'm saying take the concepts and actually write them into episodes. I think Brendan Fraser can get his shift at Panera covered so he could do that movie too. <laughs> oh, that's wah, fucked wah. up. He's living off, dude. He's living off of those fat Encino Man checks. What are you talking about? He got, that, he got that Georgia the Jungle money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and those mummy. And nah, man. Nah, it's man. all that money from Dudley Do Right. <laughs> <laughs> all those loonies and toonies from his Canadian residual checks. Oh God. Sorry, boot it. <laughs> Like it's, they give them literally it, because they don't have 
but was it it's true that Looney doesn't actually have a paper bill right so it's like no. It's and a coin. It's coin. So they give him Looney Tunes, and and then even if it's a five dollar <laughs> check, they give him two Tunies and one Looney exactly in an envelope in a maple leaf right, shaped piggy right. bank. <laughs> I got this. I got this. I got this. In order to be right in the middle, in order to not appease only right wing Republicans or left wing Democrats. We go back and we do something like Letters to Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers about the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Ooh. But the one you and you do it from both sides, since, you know, our president said both sides were at fault. You do both sides. Clint Eastwood directs one side. Spike Lee directs the other side. Ooh. They get released back to back. <gasps> Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. That is genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make a third film together. Like a trilogy. No. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I don't think that would no, work. like yeah. a trilogy, though. I totally see your point. I don't think they would work together, is Fuck. what I'm saying. So, Torches of Our Fathers, or Tiki Torches of Our Fathers. <laughs> and then, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then instead of letters to Iwo Jima, we could just, no, dear black people's already been taken. Uh, Damn it. What? John Peters here. John Peters, I was wondering. <laughs> um, no, no. Can we have a giant spider? Can we have a black polar bear <laughs> in the Spike Lee version? Sean, don't you know anything about polar bears? Aside from being the fiercest uh, killers in the animal kingdom, their skin is actually black. Their skin, they're already black. Sean, you ever yeah. shaved a polar bear? Bears can climb faster than they can run. God, shaving a polar bear sounds like an absolute nightmare. What the fuck did that come from? But, but you're saying their skin is black, but they have white fur. So how well, their, you get their fur is actually clear, but it reflects off of the So what the I've snow. learned wow. from pitching this episode and hearing it <laughs> is that it's a spectacular failure and we should never do it again. <laughs> this has been great. You don't like the Charlottesville We're... fucking letters to Iwo Jima thing, kind of like we did with Ellie's and mine story? Yeah, no, actually, it's a great idea, but then you made it go crazy again with the... Well, uh, you can't... You can't make this movie for like 10 years because too many people would get too angry and kill each other over it. What, like we're going to be any better off in 10 years? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Sean, we've well, been on this podcast for five. Nothing's changed. Exactly. <laughs> like, Things have gotten it's worse. It's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten worse. <laughs> we both feel that way. <laughs> and that's the most political I think we've ever gotten on this show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The buck stops here. Oh my god! I think that I think it's a great segue into listener feedback. Yes, <laughs> yes let's go. do that. <laughs> Thank and God. And we're off. Listener feedback. Yeah. So well, so it's very important that we bring you chapter three hmm. of the Time Daughter. But before we do that, we actually want Lead to lead buried. <laughs> we actually have. A, uh, a a rare piece of audio feedback <gasps> from Mr. John Cutting himself. Holy shit! That I would That's like right. to actually have played for you right this very second. This is unprecedented. Hey nerds, this is John Cutting. I'm really flattered that you read my entire email. I wasn't expecting you to do that. I'll try to keep it shorter in the future. I do have a question for the group, and I want your thoughts on it. What movie do you think? or do you wish was a stronger part of the cultural zeitgeist of America? By that I mean, you know, it's a movie that you can assume that everyone is familiar with, everyone has seen, you know, Star Wars or Godfather or Back to the Future, just something like a common cultural touchstone. 
Like if you could pick any movie to add that currently isn't there, what would it be and why? My choice would be uh, Stanley Kubrick's 1957 film, Paths of Glory. It's a beautiful film about just kind of the absurdities of war. And it also does a really good job of just showing World War One as kind of just, a, it's more of a horror movie than an anti-war movie. It's just kind of just how awful and just muddy and just insane and just kind of reactionary the entire conflict was. And I just, I would really love it if I, that was a common touchstone where I could have conversations with somebody as, you know, a veteran and as someone who doesn't want to put people through experiences like that. So what are your thoughts? I'd, I'd really love to hear it. Thanks. Dave has um, a hand that popped up right away. you, John. <clears throat> yep. uh, it's a movie from, oh, God, 1967, 60s, Albert Finney, uh, Audrey Hepburn. It's called Two for the Road. Uh, it's a movie about their relationship from uh, when they first meet and to them being married and then sort of falling out of love. But the message that it brings to it, though, is about, uh, and maybe it's because I've just recently be, you know, gotten married, but it's about getting out of touch of love with your partner. Like there's a great scene and I think it's relevant to today because there's a scene where they're like, they're at a hotel and they're over in Europe and they're, they're traveling across the, across Europe and they're at this, this hotel and they're at this restaurant and there's this married couple at a table and like they're having dinner, but the couple is not talking to each other. And Audrey Hepburn always laments to, to Albert Finney, like, oh, is that going to be us when we're older? And he's like, no, no, it's not going to be us. And then soon enough, they start to grow apart, but then they find each other again. And I feel like that movie probably has a, a much more powerful message now in, in the digital age because of the fact that everyone is so connected to their devices, to their phones. You know, like people will be at dinner tables and like they're either Snapchatting their food or texting their friends or, you know, selfieing and they're not enjoying the company of the person that they're with. With. And I feel like it's a movie that people should know about. It's a movie that people should see. It's a wonderful movie. It's a beautiful movie. Two for the road. Go see it. Wow. What, wasn't the question, what movie do you think has permeated the zeitgeist so much that it's Well, it's a movie that we want to seen. be. No, no, no. What, but, what you think sh- should be that people haven't. Oh, okay. Like, what movie ah. should I think be? Like, this is a movie that I didn't even know about until about a year ago. And a friend of mine, he's like, you never heard of Two for the Road? Here, borrow it. And I feel like it needs to be a part of the zeitgeist. It's a movie that's not only entertaining, like, uh, Boy Meets World fans. Uh, William Daniels is in it. Mm. Uh, very young William Daniels. I think this is before The Graduate. Uh, and it's a movie that's about love and it's about communication between you and your partner and, and falling out of love and losing that communication and i feel like in this day and age that is something that should be discussed that is that that is a topic that is super relevant and it was relevant then it's relevant now and uh, it's definitely worth a view nice okay yeah well said i got one okay this is a movie that uh, I was murder I was baby. forced to i was for murder baby <laughs> <laughs> starring Brad Garrett as the stairs again. <laughs> We're getting Brad Garrett and everything. Brad Garrett's the voice of the baby. <laughs> Brad Garrett is the voice of the bathtub. <laughs> hey. hey, baby, don't die inside me right now. Oh my All right, God. so oh the my movie God. that I think should be a bigger part of the zeitgeist uh, is a movie that I was actually forced to watch, but actually was happy that I watched it. Uh, my freshman year of college, it was for one of my entry-level film classes. It's a movie by John Frankenheimer called Seconds, and it stars uh, Rock Hudson and the rest of the people you probably wouldn't recognize, so it's not a big deal. But it's about an older gentleman 
who's unhappy. He's a banker. And then he agrees to that. He finds out through like a series of referrals that there is some sort of procedure he can go through where he can uh, essentially have his death faked. And then he can uh, have a bunch of surgery done. So he looks young and appealing again, and he can have another life. And I think that it, the way that it's filmed, uh, some of the ways that they move the camera in that movie were very revolutionary for the time. Um, and I don't feel like it gets enough credit. And I just think that the idea of how, when we get older and we get into middle age, that we all want to try to repaint ourselves or remodel ourselves almost. This is why you see douchebag 50 year old dudes buying Corvettes and, and cheating on their wives with 21 year old airheaded ditzes. But this is on a more, this is on a bigger level of just something elemental inside us as humans that we get to a point where we wish we could all go back and do it again. But in the movie, there is also a price for this. And the price that he has to pay by the end of the film shows you how maybe you should just be happy with what you have and realize that uh, that, that it, things aren't that bad. You don't need to completely revamp yourself as a human being in order to, to be happy. Great choice, nice. Sean. Nicely Thank done. <sighs> Roxy, uh, I don't have one yet. I'm thinking. I'm thinking man. really I'm hard about it. Blank. You because, guys give such great ones. Yeah. I really like can't think of anything right now. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. This is such a great prompt too. Thank you so much, John. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, you're gonna have to catch me on the next episode with a follow up. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to share that. And I mean, episode. I, on on a nerdy side, I'll make up for you guys by saying one more. On a nerdy side, I just wish everybody had seen and loved uh, Buckaroo Banzai, which <laughs> you know is kind of a cult movie, but it's so fucking awesome and complex the story and how cool it is. I feel like everybody should have seen that movie, and they haven't. The one that sticks to my mind, and I know Sean has seen it, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I also think it bears repeating, is Defending Your Life. Um, oh! It was directed by Albert Brooks uh, and written by him. Starring Albert Brooks. And he stars in it as well. And it's I love it. It's a brilliant exploration of the afterlife because, you know, he's a guy who he's on his 47th birthday. He buys a BMW, you know, a convertible BMW. He's driving at home and he gets hit by a bus. And he dies. And so now it's basically his comic version of Purgatory because his life is literally now on trial where they're replaying his best and worst moments. And they're trying to figure out, is he ready to move on to the afterlife or does he have to be reincarnated and uh, try over, do things over again? Mm. And so, uh, and there's lots of... Meryl Streep? A young Meryl Streep is in it and she's brilliant. Rip Torn is in it as well. Um really really well written very very funny but also really a really brilliant subject matter of talking about just death and talking about purpose and um i wish more people knew about it and i think it was popular in the 80s but i think our generation has no idea it exists and it's a shame because it's it's a really right our generation doesn't know what the outside exists either <laughs> they're so cooped up inside <laughs> so um hey guys there's green stuff growing out of the carpet out here. <laughs> what is this outdoor carpet business? <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to have to catch me on the next one, guys. I'm okay. sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. But that's Beautiful. a great idea. Sean? Good question. Um, it's, as it turns out, Sean's daughter from an alternate future um, has uh, written the third chapter in the Time Daughter Saga. And I think Sean is the person to read this episode or read this this uh, this installment in yes. the saga. Sean, bring us home. 
Chapter 3. I realize that I'm a little shit. That is the name of the chapter. (laughs) Ellie, we love you. Well done on that chapter title. Well done. The year, 2030. The place, the principal's office. You may be wondering what his name was and other expositional crap. Well, the truth is that I don't remember because A, he's not that important, and B, he was really goddamn annoying. I'm kind of happy that he got killed by a bunch of alien robots, and as far as uh, the other expositional crap, use your imagination. Ms. Moriarty, do you have any idea why you're here? He was an old fuck with white hair and flabs of skin clinging to his chin like a rock climber holding to a cliff for dear life. (laughs) For defending myself? You called young Miss Gray a very unkind name. Isabel Gray, an annoying girl who I caught cheating off of my test. When I confronted her about it, she informed me that she would never cheat off anyone so dumb. The usual third grade insults. I'm glad she got killed by alien robots, too. I called your parents, and they're coming to pick you up after I speak with them. You're going to be disappointed, I warned. That's no way to talk to your elders, young lady, he said sharply, while the flabs on his chin jiggled. Just then the door opened and my parents stepped in. Ah, yes, Mr. and Mrs. Moriarty, you're here because your eight-year-old daughter called a classmate an a- He paused for a moment and lowered his voice. An idiotic cunt. (laughs) A sharp laugh cut through the silence like a battle axe. Really? (laughs) Nice one, Ellie. I- The look of appallment on the principal's face was enough to shut my father up. Quite the impressive feat. I I mean, you're in a lot of trouble, young lady. Sean talked with as much seriousness as he could, but a little laughter trickled into his voice. What happened? My mother asked, concerned. She tried to cheat off my test, I exclaimed, irritated that Principal Flabby Chin wouldn't let me speak. (laughs) That is no excuse! He stood from his desk, getting more and more frustrated with each jiggle of his chin. He took a deep breath. Look, clearly you are having some issues parenting. Just make sure that your daughter doesn't disturb her classroom with such profane language again. This is unacceptable. Do I make myself clear? Of course, Sean replied dejectedly. Yes, sir, Ellie. My mother's tone was serious. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. I tried to be as sincere as possible, but this is probably the most bold-faced lie I've ever told in my entire life. Good. Have a nice day, the principal said. And with that, we were shooted out of the principal's office. Our heels clicked on the tile floor. Silence hung over the three of us like heavy velvet curtains. Was he right, Dad? I was shaken by my principal's words. About what? Do you have parenting problems? (laughs) My father was silent for a minute. No, we're different, but you should probably avoid calling girls in your class cunts. He paused and looked behind him as if worried that Principal Liverspots was following. (laughs) Wow. Even though it was epic, I grinned. (laughs) Even though it was epic, I grinned and we exited the building, triumph bubbling in my chest. So that concludes this chapter. Sean better have his shit together for this chap for his chapter. Enjoy your summer nerds and congratulations to Brian and Vanessa. Mm. P.S. I was very happy to hear the voices of all the nerds, especially Eric. P.P.S. Audible gasp. There are no insults. I apologize, everyone, but I'd like my father's asshole to heal just a little bit more before I tear it open again. Wouldn't that we way, all? it will hurt all the more. Enjoy Damn, the wait, girl. Dad. Prepare yourself. However, I will say that in the next chapter, we meet. The nerds. Oh, in her next chapter, I was like, bitch, don't tell me what to write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Ellie, that was great. I like, okay, so the first two, the first two were really like in your face. Let's grab you with these things. 
And I like how she's going back to kind of build more world building of, of how I'm a shitty parent and say cunt all the time. Mm. Yeah, that's clever. I wish I could say that would end our feedback. We have one tiny little bit of feedback. Tiny, <laughs> tiny little feedback. How do we follow Ellie, though, man? You, you can't. Well, you know how you follow it? You'd follow it by, it by the feedback coming from one of our oldest Nerds on Film listeners, Dino. 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 We miss you, you fucking purple dinosaur bastard. <laughs> Dino, Dino uh, sent us a uh, reply, uh, or sorry, tweet reply. He said, hey, i just curious, Nerd on me. Does the Academy announcement constitute an emergency pod or not? Just curious. So, of course, for those who may not have been aware, the Academy, rather untactfully, in my opinion, uh, posted a tweet about coming changes to the Academy Awards with no further explanation about what and how and why. And one of the things that they said was that they're going to be uh, working on a popular film category. They didn't say how they were going to what was going to be the qualifications or anything Boo. like that. But we Which can only... Which is the only way that Murder Baby can get nominated <laughs> for an Academy Award. And there you have um, it. There is an argument of, one, that it's a separation of... It's to separate the art house films from the studio films and give the art house films more of a room to have their day. Um, there is... But there, the thing that we can only say we know for sure is off of what we know in the past. And generally speaking, the way the Academy goes with feature... Uh, awards like this is it it does it's not mutually exclusive from best picture it means it's a way of honoring another film that can also be nominated for best picture but it doesn't have to be excluded for that reason very much like how toy story 3 got nominated for best picture and best animated feature and or how crouch and tiger hidden dragon was nominated for best picture and best foreign language film mm, uh, back in 2001 so uh, I have a feeling that's how they're going to play it out. Um, but since they haven't given us any details about that, we are all left to fill in the gaps. And because the internet is shitty and angry, uh, we kind of uh, did that ourselves. And, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Like, I think it's like in, a, in an age, in a film, in a, sorry, in a year where Black Panther came out and was a movie made entirely by black filmmakers, black actors with two people white people in the entire movie. The Tolkien, the Tolkien white, white guys. guys. Yeah. Um, that might be the year that they decide to enter this category and therefore exclude it from Best Picture but nominate it for, best, for Most Popular Film. Ah, but um, they are, do you think they're going to come up with some verbiage for it like they do with the other ones? Like, this is the award for achievement in movie mob mentality. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing mentality. is that maybe they were just testing the waters. Who knows? Maybe they'll retract their, their, their original plan. Who knows? Box office but, receipts. What I would encourage I'm everyone to do. I'm waiting for best do, kiss. They should take a note from MTV Movie Awards. Where's the best yeah. kiss? What I would encourage everyone to do though is let's wait till there's an actual press release to find out what the hell's going on first before we jump to conclusions. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. I get the frustration. I totally get it. Yeah. Let's just keep it. It's let's, a jump. Let's just hold on a second. Conclusions, Matt. Yeah. So it has different conclusions <laughs> that you can jump to. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and I, I mean, Dave, I th- we lost Dave. He's dead. He's reading. No, Dave's reading Dave's the Bible. I think. But wait, Brian, you forgot the rest of Dino's <laughs> feedback and email. Well, I, I just he sent an email I, to him. Can I? Can I'm I, with Brian. I'm like, you know, I want to wait to see what they have to say about it. I'm also just not in. Like they've, I've not, I've not been happy with the way that they've been doing things. Only because it's just. This to me, knee jerk reaction feels like they're appeasing a certain. It's like a, it's a, it's it's a press release of its time. So as I was saying in the the other nerd thread that like 
this feels like we're trying to give a participation a participation award to a movie that would not otherwise be nominated and it's like well you know to counter what brian said like they've put art house movies in the best picture category before you know moonlight uh call me by your name those were movies that no one knew about until they were nominated for best picture like i had not heard of moonlight until it made that that list and i'm glad i got to see it because it's a beautiful movie but i'm just saying like if they're sitting there and going like well we want to now nominate like popular movies like it's just a way to like hush up people who are going to bitch about the fact like i Earlier uh, earlier today, I was listening to one of our old episodes where we talked about how Wonder Woman didn't get any love. And it's only because, you know, it, it you know, we, we, had, we were talking about how, you know, no one saw it or no one was giving it any love because, you know, that's the Academy or because of the X, Y, Z. Because it was reason. a comic book movie, basically. Yeah. And it's a comic book movie. Like, this is a way for people to shut up about, like, they're tired of hearing people bitch about comic book movies. And it's like, you know, you can do a comic book movie and do it right. Like, that's going to make it Academy worthy. Like, look at Logan. Logan was hot was nominated for best picture or for best screenplay yeah. not because not because it was like we're trying to throw it a bone like it genuinely deserved it because it was a very good story totally it and did. that's it actually it, it deserved to fucking win it though Dave yeah. is the problem and the no, thing I is get that, it but but yeah. the popularity thing is 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 not something like it, it, it already is a popularity contest like yeah. it already and is it, a popularity contest and now you're like you're sort of acknowledging that, but then you're not doing any. Like it, it's right. just, just leave it, leave it alone, leave it alone, thing, and just the way stop. That, and the and the way, hold on, Brian. And the way that you're looking at it is is from that perspective. I also can see maybe some bitching and complaining on the pers- from the perspective of the people who have made all these really huge movies that have created a bunch of jobs for people and made a lot of people a lot of money and ensured retirement and college funds for kids for years and years and years. And I feel like the p- is. Is it so bad to let these guys, somebody that produced like Avengers Infinity War, is it so bad that they can even just get this obligatory gold statue so they can feel good about the fact that they made something that was so fucking popular, it was a phenomenon? Yeah, and the other thing I would add to that too is that if it was really a participation trophy, they've done that before. They've done special Oscars where they can just give it out to whoever they want because of the achievement, you know? Mm -hmm. They've done that. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, we did say art house film and you're, you're right. Moonlight to Dave's credit po- totally pointed out was a smaller film that gained steam later on in the year, but Moonlight was made by a 24, a 24 is mm-hmm. a studio. It is a small studio, well, but it's a studio yeah, but film. That's, so is yeah, drive. I mean, but most drive drive was a, was a feature, was a, was a studio film. But the thing is that we now have an ecosystem of films where there are small studios who do lower budget films, really good acting movies, and they know that that's their their niche market is you know Wait. October to December. Drive for, yeah. or Baby Driver. No, Drive. Yeah, drive. the movie Drive. drive. The one with Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Albert Brooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like those are studio films. They're just low budget studio films, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the studio art houses are these smaller studios now. Like A24 used to be super small and like that's all they made was small. But they started making good movies. Like, yeah, they started, they started making started movies. From the bottom too. They started from they the bottom like, and like. It wasn't like not, Fox who makes Searchlight as their own little sub thing. All, like like A24 would have been a studio that like one of us could have written a spec script at, you know, maybe 10 years ago and like sent to them. And if it was good enough, they would have been like, yeah, let's fucking make it. Like now, now I think it's almost damn near impossible to do that because that's just the market. But like 824 has grown as the years have grown. But like the point that I'm just, the point I'm coming from is like, 
you know, it, it, if you want it, like you've already moved it from five movies to 10. And for the last couple of years, they've never even actually gone up to 10. They've, gone they've nine, stopped yeah. shy of it by like nine or eight. It's like, just go to the full 10. And if you want to throw in like, like even if, even if, if it's just a, a throw them a bone to like make people happy, like, you know, this time, this time around, like a lot of, when that comes around, be like, and Avengers Affinity War for best picture. We know it's never going to win. We're not stupid. We're not stupid. But you know what? If you want to give it an achievement and be like, this is what we, we, we believe that it was good enough to be in this echelon and, and all that good stuff, like then do it. Like you have that power yet. You've reserved the, you've reserved the right for whatever reason, not to add up to the full capacity. And it's just like, it just, to me is just sort of like, this is just a way to sort of pander to that audience. And it's like, if you want to really make that audience happy, put the movies in that they're talking about into the category that matters. Or you do something more radical. You abolish best picture. You abolish the best picture category, you do a most popular film category, and you do a breakout film category. Ooh. And that's where the mo- that's where the moonlights can come in. I mean, it kind of harkens back to the whole point of the Oscars in the first place, which is to bring attention to cinema. Yeah, to, 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 to unto, you know, depower. Oh, is that what you think but, uh, the Oscars are? It's also for everybody to suck each other's respective fucking genitalia in tuxedos and dresses. I think I think eventually I think it needs to like it's become it's much like the Olympics, right? The Olympics was about, you know, sports and athleticism and and highlighting athletes and now it's all about sponsorships and all that jazz. Like the reason why it's televised is because so they can buy ad time and they can get money back and so on and so forth. Like if you want to do it right, like go back and like don't nominate the movies that are like top tier things like find the ones that are like super small like um hell or high water i had no idea that that movie really existed until it was nominated or two billboards like a movie like that matter too, or right? two billboards or three, three, three billboards, billboards yeah, at, like movies like that where it's like they've got a good cast they've got a good story they've got a good you know they've got everything good that's going behind it like highlight those movies don't don't put in movies like, i mean and again granted i've not seen it i'm sure it's wonderful i never saw shape of water i just never got around to it i hear it's beautiful and i hear it's wonderful and i hear it's you know it's it's worth it but it's like movies like that like like when when peter jackson wins for lord of the rings like we knew he was going to win that year because like it was an achievement for all three movies that he had gotten to that point and that's why i wonder is is infinity war part two even possibly going to get just for the achievement of the entire universe is that I think that that's such a big deal that it should at the very least some kind of special Oscar. Maybe. I agree. Yeah. And guys, we actually really do actually have to go. We are we actually are out of our of our time that we've allowed. To Thank be you to for record. prompting that. Uh, Roxy's got a hard out because yeah. she's meeting a massage therapist. that's going to yeah. give her a hard. In. I just wanted to say congratulations, Dino, on your engagement. That's all. Dino got engaged. Oh, congratulations, Dino. That's awesome. Dino! Thank you. Well, guys, thank you for the feedback. And Ellie, amazing job. Um, If you do want to give us feedback, what you can do is you can go to Deuteronomy.com and click on that Talk to Us link, which will send us all an email directly to our inboxes. While you're at Deuteronomy.com, you can also support us by either giving us a donation or buying a t-shirt. All those funds go to keeping the podcast going and not padding our pockets. By the way, if you like... Uh, what we do, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook uh, at Nerdonomy. You can Google it. Just trust me and you'll find it. Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thank you, Roxy, for doing that. But most importantly, the thing you can do is you can spread the word of nerd like a bird turd, right? (laughs) Look up!
Tell everybody you know. If you like our podcast, don't just like like it on Facebook. Like mm-hmm. share it. Like tell other people yeah. about it. Like f- physically share it on the internet. Share it. Tag your friends in it. Tag your grandmother in it. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's grandma's on Facebook. Yes. Uh, Dave, thanks for being here again. We appreciate Yay, it. Dave! Yeah, of course. Don't be a stranger. And guys, we are out. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. See ya. Murder baby. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you shouldn't say during sex. You should have gone for the head.